Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, and this is episode 22. 2-2. 2-2. it, 2-2. <laughs> Every time you mentioned either, Mike, you mentioned either last episode or two episodes ago, I now conflate, or rather associate, episode numbers with weeks that have gone by. It's been 22 weeks. 22 weeks. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. 22 uh, weeks sitting on here talking to your ass. <laughs> talking about God knows what. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, it's, so been, it's been a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah, man. I, 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 I didn't bring this up in the pre-discussion because it just occurred to me uh, now, but but we asked about beer recommendations a couple episodes ago, and, and I, I believe I'm drinking one of the beers someone recommended to me. Um, so before we do the audio risk check, should we do a drink check? Are you, I, I, I didn't see if you were drinking anything before. Are you drinking anything? I have an empty glass of water. Nice. Um, well, it's That's kind good. of empty. There's there's some little bit at the bottom of the glass. Maybe maybe some lint in there also. <laughs> oh, but what, what do you have? <laughs> I am drinking a Goose Island IPA. Goose, Goose Island Goose IPA. I Someone, one of our listeners recommended this to me, and I was... At work today, and um, I had an awful day at work today because I went to work today, so every day is an awful day at work. And uh, uh, afterwards, my God, I'm, I'm, I live next to a grocery store. I'm like, I'm just gonna go to the grocery store. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy a six pack of beer. And I'm gonna go home. <laughs> and this is this is the one I got. It's pretty cool. I I don't really know too much about it. Goose Island Goose IPA. Um, it's a I, it's a pretty good go to. I think is it? I is it, I you assume know. it's it's made with 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 like goose's carcasses or geese fucking geese no. geese geese carcasses <laughs> geeses geeses, geeses. Um, seven seven years of English education gooses. <laughs> um, no, uh, otherwise I wouldn't be able to drink it if if it were made <laughs> like that. Um, but. Uh, it's it, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's it's kind of like a, it's a solid choice, I think. I like um, it. It's nothing really exotic. I think you can, you know, get it at Publix or whatever. So that's that's exactly where I bought it from. Did you did you have the shirt tucked out just on the one side, like <laughs> the with, shirt. with the dress pants and the the shoes untied? I have really bad timing with shirts because I buy shirts when I'm like in between body sizes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so the shirt um, I wore today, I bought when I was just on the cusp of being like not fat, fat. You know what I'm saying? And so I've <laughs> okay. now, I've now kind of plopped over onto the fat side. And so what happens is it's not that one side of the shirt gets untucked; it's that the shirt isn't long enough to cover the actual um, radius of my of my of my stomach. So what happened was, what happens is the sides will pull up and you'll just get like like a flash of my love handles on the sides of my body. You know okay. what I'm saying? That's, that, that's, a, great, that's a great look. I mean, <laughs> super, I, it's hey, super as long, sexy. As long as, you, as long as you have a cool watch, man. I mean, as long as, well, I am, I am wearing, I am wearing, I am wearing a fucking sick watch right now. 
Should we do the yeah. wrist check? You want to do yours and I'll do mine? Yeah, yeah. I'm still uh I'm still hashtag watch fasting. You're watch fasting. Uh, yes. <laughs> as you as you put it. So I've got the I've got the SKX one seventy five on still. Haven't taken it off. Um feels weird. Feels weird sometimes, but uh but I haven't I haven't looked down at the watch <laughs> and thought that I've been missing anything, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect um, sense. There's there's kind of uh, I've been trying to figure out the specifics of <laughs> SKX one seventy five versus 009. and I'm uh, I'm not going to go into the specifics or you know what technically makes them different, but it's it's the same watch. So I feel I feel dumb saying SKX one seventy five. It's it's a 009 if if anybody is familiar with what right. those look like. We talked. I think we talked. I think we've talked about this both on and off air. Isn't it just a difference in where um, the market it was yeah. aimed for? Like, isn't this just like the American specific SKX yes. series? So they're just they're just imported differently, um, and so I guess we have different um, import laws here, where watches have to have a clear CO or country of origin printed on the <laughs> dial. Uh, right. And this one, this one actually says Malaysia on it, where you know, uh, I guess the 009 just says something like JPN MVT, something along those lines. I was gonna say, I, I think it just says like Japan Movement or ja- or, or yeah, JPN MVT, which is almost the same. Uh, but you know, um, it's it's a it's a great watch, man. I, yeah. I mean, I. I can see how how people stick around with these watches um, for so long, um, and I think I mentioned it before. I've been spending a lot of time on Spencer Klein's YouTube channel, Sacredholic. Right. Uh, it's it's almost like it's almost therapeutic at this point because um, he pulls out these old uh, SKX or you know seven S two six divers and just he really dissects them and everything and. And tells you about the history and you know where they were made and what went into the seven S two six movement, which is just so like I don't know, it's just such a solid movement. I don't think we've ever discussed it. It doesn't hack, it doesn't hand wind, and I think for new buyers that's something that um, might be an issue at times. But it's so it's so reliable, and and we exactly. hear the term we hear the term you know bulletproof a lot. But um, and maybe maybe we can have like a Seiko expert like ring in on this but i think i think the other movements like the 4r36 and the 6r15 are actually derivative of the 7s26 i'm not too sure i can say the 6r15 is okay so it it should be the case it it should be the case with the 4r36 as well okay Um, i mean if someone can weigh in and let us know for sure awesome uh but and uh, because my sumo has the 6r15 in it and I, I fucking love that movement, and so I was just curious about you know the, the you know the history behind it, like you know what came before, so on and so forth. And I believe I was reading that it is derivative from the um, seven S two six. Yeah, um, and uh, wearing the watch for so long, really, you know, and I think I think I picked the perfect watch to to try this out with. Um, oh yeah, it's it's really satisfying, um, and it's it's kind of made me. It's made me learn more about what I like in a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the bracelet especially helps out with this. You know, I've I've talked about the stock Jubilee before and how much I like it. You know, when sized properly, it just like 
the watch really does disappear on your wrist as chunky yeah. as it is, you know, for, for a dive watch. But really, if you take it off and you, you hold it on its side, it's got like, it's got like the stretch of like a 20 year old date chest. <laughs> it's just, it's just that floppy. But when you put it on, it's so, it's so comfortable. And, um, you know, just, just for everything, um, just all day, haven't taken you, you, it off. You know why I think that's a good watch fasting, hashtag watch fasting watch? It's because it's, it's a not, it's a watch kind of absent of novelty. You know what I mean? A lot of watches in certain collections you might wear because they have a novelty factor of, oh, well, you know, uh, it's this color. Oh, well, you know, this bezel, this, or it has this subdial, or, you know, yeah, something quirky. Not necessarily quirky, but like novelty about it. Um, that specific watch you're wearing, the closest thing to novelty, quote unquote, is potentially that Pepsi bezel, and in my opinion, doesn't doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Well, on on the Pepsi on the Pepsi kind of color scheme, that's that's that little touch of style that that makes it that much more interesting. Where where if I yeah. where if I look down at the watch, um, and it's I'm not doing this with just like a plain black dial diver like. You know, I'll, I'll notice the kind of nuances that the red and the blue will have, like in different, you know, lighting situations, and it's just uh, it's nice to look down at that. You know, yeah, um, it's super cool, man. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely more of a Pepsi fan after trying this so far because <laughs> I never really thought much of it. And, I've uh, never I've never owned a Pepsi dial or Pepsi bezel Seiko or anything. Never, never, never. Yeah. It's you know? cool. I mean, it just it kind of stands out a, a tiny bit more. It's not not in a, not in a loud way or anything, but just you know, slightly more interesting than than maybe just a plain black dial diver, which sure. I love either way. So, but I'm I'm overall I'm having a great time. How long? So how long has it been? How long have you been? It's been two weeks. A week. It's been ten days. <sighs> Day ten. Day t- <laughs> <laughs> Captain's log. Day, day twenty five. Still lost family, can't get home, watch still runs. <laughs> but also, also on top of it, you know, I find, and th- this is going to sound almost kind of out there, but I, I find myself uh, drooling less on Instagram and, uh, you know, spending less time kind of just like just droning on in the feed like, oh my God, I want that watch. I want that watch. I want that watch. So the kind of the kind of objective to be you know satisfied with with less is kind of like the the ultimate goal and really um you know one of these divers is kind of the best choice sure well because yeah. the thing is to choosing to be satisfied because it's in my opinion specifically i mean really with something like this it's a choice choosing to be satisfied with your watch selection makes you more mindful of kind of your orological surroundings you know what i'm saying yeah, and I think I think that this is also definitely, um, you know, because I made this choice shortly after, you know, coming to that epiphany, that Seiko epiphany that I think we discussed. Like, oh, I yeah. just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to try to make this even deeper connection with kind of like the the most simple dive watch in their lineup, um, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. I've Seiko's been been on my mind uh, a lot lately, and. Uh, it's not just because I'm doing this. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, we're we're gonna be talking about Seiko more in this episode, also in future episodes, especially post Basel. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm really looking forward to some of the stuff that I that I, I I hope is going to happen and stuff that I probably can't even predict. 
Um, in terms of Basel, that's all of them. I think I'm going to be paying attention to, to Seiko, and and uh, uh, sadly, I don't think Raketa is going this year. Really? Like, not at all? Because I don't think they went last year. Because I was looking, oh. and they were there from 2012 to 2014, um, and I didn't look like they were there last year, and I don't know if they're going to be there uh, this year. Hey, that diver looks really cool, man. And I that that although it's in a different price bracket, mm-hmm. that's typical for Raketa. I mean, you know, if they want to compete in in the Oris, you know, slash Tudor territory, you know, why the hell not? Yeah, yeah, no, true that. Uh, the diver that Michael is talking about is uh, if you didn't listen to last episode. Um, Raketa has this modern Raketa amphibia. Like I think they're kind of like tagging it as like an ice diver or something it's like the, that. But it's, it's the Amphibia Zero One Two Zero on their yeah. site. Yeah, it uses uh, an in-house caliber two six one five, which is one of the newer uh, in-house movements that they're making. Um, it's based off the legacy other you know other two six movements, so the two six zero nine and I think like the two six two three. I can't remember all the fucking numbers of these goddamn things. But uh, it's really cool because it's actually based uh, visually off of the original Raketa Amphibia, which came out around uh, a year after the original Vostok Amphibia. So we're talking in like the early 60s. It just never really took off because the Vostok Amphibia was just a better uh, diver um, that the Russian Navy really and Russian Army like, you know, actually needed. So the Raketa Amphibia never really took off. But this new Raketa they're doing, it's really, really inspired by that. The only issue is it's like... It's nine hundred euros. <laughs> yep, that's 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 hashtag Oris money. Uh, that's hashtag Stova money. Technically, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, cool, cool, so, cool watch nonetheless. It is cool. Um, there are just some strange things. I've been reading some weird stuff, some quality control issues, um, and things like that. It's it's. I would need to have it in my hand. I would need to actually have it in hand and make the decision that way. So if I ever have the opportunity to handle one, like if I ever at like a trade show here or if we ever go to a trade show overseas and they're there, I would super love to just uh, be able to actually handle that diver. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to to even you know spend some time with one for a little bit, maybe long term. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so you you mentioned you were wearing something pretty cool. I am wearing something uh, so, so special, and everyone that's on our Instagram already knows uh, what it is. But uh, I've been wearing this ever since I got it, and I'm super down with it. I'm wearing the uh, for today's wrist check. I'm wearing the uh, Seiko Samurai Blue Lagoon SRP B09 K1 Limited Edition. Uh, they don't. Con- they, 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 congratulations. They don't, Thank you, thank you. They, they, they don't number. Uh, Seiko doesn't number a lot of limited editions, so I don't know what number this is, but I don't care because I think it's fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's um. So how can I describe this thing? It is super. So I like to describe it uh, in kind of conjunction or uh, juxtaposed against my sumo, because my sumo is also a prospects diver, which this is technically as well. The Seiko Samurai is uh, as well, but they're. Very similar and very different. Where the sumo is definitely more of a refined dive watch, this definitely is more of a, has like a more rugged, toolish aspect to it. Now, I kind of make the difference in that the sumo has a lot of really kind of swooping, angular curves. Really, really pretty. Really, really like you could wear into an office without an issue. 
The samurai has a lot of really dramatic sharp angles and steep drops and like these slopes. It's really, really cool. I mean, it has these straight lugs. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this thing. How, 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 Michael, how, do you have questions? How do I begin? It, it I looks, love this watch. It, it looks, you know, there there really isn't anything like the samurai. And my my understanding is that it's actually a pretty new watch from Seiko. I think maybe two thousand four. I could be wrong. Those uh, those uh, original samurai, uh, the, the, those blue samurais. Yeah, there were blue ones. Um, so, some titanium ones. I know there was an orange yes. titanium one. Uh, but it's it kind of it stands out, you know, when people are when people are starting to shop, you know, just above the four R divers or like the seven S two six divers. There's a lot of choice there, and you you see stuff like the sumo, you see stuff like the Shogun. Uh, but the samurai really just like it really stands out as <clears throat> is its own thing. It's way more aggressive than um, yeah, that's good some, way of, it. some of the other divers. Uh, almost, I don't want to say tactical, but but yeah, like maybe maybe even a lot more fun than something like a like a sumo. I guess yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I I, I don't want to say it's more fun than the sumo to kind of make it seem like the sumo is not fun but it definitely is i mean like i said it's just it's it's it just feels more like a tool piece like even though okay. i can obviously take the sumo anywhere you know what i mean uh this thing it's just uh, uh i'm having such a hard time describing it you know what i'm saying <laughs> so does it does it have more of like a like a brushed sort of muted look to it yeah like there are very there are very few uh high polished Parts of the watch, the whole watch is basically brushed. The parts where there is a fine polish, um, they're quite uh, kind of subdued, but really cool. So, if, for example, on the bracelet, which is fantastic, the if you are like on the center links, the parts that are hidden when the watch is being worn, that's polished. Right. So as the watch kind of uh, bracelet curves, then you see the polished uh, links, the high polished links. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, some portions of the bezel are polished. Otherwise, okay. the whole thing is just brushed. I'm seeing this now because I've I've really only seen either press photos or your photos, and I, I'm seeing. Right. I I didn't notice before that so much of the watch was uh, brushed. The knurling yeah. on that crown is insane, dude. The the, um, the knurling on the crown is really awesome. It's really fun to actually grip and manipulate this thing. That's what mm -hmm. she said. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the knurling on the bezel is really cool. The bezel is super, super hard to turn, which I guess might be a good thing. You know what I mean? I guess it's supposed to be hard to turn. It doesn't have the same sort of satisfying, like, click some other divers we've had. It actually clicks very similar to my Sumo. It feels almost like a, like a tension spring click. Does that make sense, Mike? Yeah, well, the thing is, bezel consistency on these Seiko divers is really all over the place. Because mm. I've had, I've had about mm, like four SKX divers, okay, and the bezels all behaved differently. And then on the Turtle, for example, it's just a completely different feel. Interesting. And this, and this SKX, you know, 009 that I have is just like, like really buttery smooth. Um, so it it, it varies. It varies greatly with these uh these seiko divers what i what i wanted to ask um because seiko nerds will get really emo emotional about this um 
the handset on the samurai do you find um do you find any issue reading the time when the hands are like super close together because that's some that's some complaints that i've seen uh with these hands i guess you call them monster hands <laughs> the uh the the other day i went to look at my watch and the minute and the hour hand were basically like super close to each other i went i looked i looked at my watch specifically to look at the time because i knew i was late and so <laughs> i look at my watch and i go oh it's a rocket and i completely it's a, just <laughs> yeah it's a rocket yeah when they're when they're like right over each other yeah yeah so to answer your question i suppose yes i, okay. I guess that is a legibility um you know issue um i'm sure it's one of those things where once i get used to seeing the rocket i won't really like see it that much anymore to right. me it's not a to me it's not a big deal you know what i mean mm-hmm. the only weird thing is the crown isn't signed really i'll get a picture it's just smooth it's just brush it's like a brush circle you know what i mean that, that's kind that's, of that's the I weird thing to me so it's it's signed on your sumo, right? You you have the S. Oh there. yeah, I got okay. the S. And what's the movement in this uh, samurai? Four R thirty five. Maybe it's something that they do when you progress past the uh, the four R and into oh, the six R line. Maybe, possibly. Michael, I'm not sure. Is it, 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 Michael? Is my watch fake? Did is is this watch fake? I don't think so, considering where you purchased it from. <laughs> I'd be very surprised. I got it from the Sega Boutique in okay. Miami, so I'm pretty like 1,000% sure it's not fake. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I love the watch a lot. So the the bezel has the two blues on it. It has that characteristic samurai, uh, uh, those those marks on the 0 to 15 on the bezel, or the 0 yeah, to 15 on the bezel. <laughs> like you said, it has the... Uh, now, are, are these monster hands or tuna hands? I thought those were tuna hands. I think... I, I get confused. I think I think these first came up on like the monster, and then okay. they were they were moved into some of the tuna models, which pissed off a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but really, I, I think I think they look fine on 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 this watch. I love uh, it. Yeah. If there's if there's anything that would keep me away from this watch, and obviously if they, there's no way to figure this out on, without wearing it. Um, is the size so does it does it wear as large as as the uh the sumo or it has or? the same wrist presence as my sumo because even okay. though it might not necessarily look like it the thing is designed puppy the thing uh the samurai blue lagoon is designed to really hug your wrist but it's subtle when you look at the the sumo you'd be like oh yeah i can see that curve on the samurai not so much but it still really hugs you i i put the watch on and it's comfortable. I don't even like feel it. It's 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 probably one of the more comfortable watches I have, but it's also one of the larger watches I have, which is really weird. So it's a very similar wearing experience to my Sumo, which is why I tend to kind of uh, uh, talk about them uh, juxtaposed as the Sumo being a bit more uh, refined. I can possibly dress it up. There's more smooth sloping angles, whereas the Samurai, it's all brushed. It just has these sharp drops these slopes you know what i mean so in, ter- in terms of that it's very similar to the sumo it's um not a hindrance at all so if michael if you've ever worn anything have you ever worn my sumo before dude yeah i think um i think last time i was uh over at disney we kind of uh switch watches for a bit yeah you yeah you must have worn it so if you wore the sumo and you dug it and it was cool you will like this watch hmm. okay you know yeah this 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 thing is uh 
This is a pretty hot watch right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they, 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 they I think they made 6000 and from what Joe Kirk told me in the Miami Boutique in Seiko, uh, only 1000 came to the U.S. Hmm. Okay. That was my that was my understanding. I could totally be wrong. I'm usually wrong, but that was my understanding. And the thing is, I'll tell you right now, not only are they gorgeous in person, I think they're kind of blowing up right now because they photograph amazingly. They're so, very photogenic. So here's something interesting. This is a limited edition <clears throat> uh, version. Only yeah. a thousand in the states. We've been we've been trying to piece together some Seiko rumors and. Uh, so what's the reference on yours? The uh, SRP B09K1. Okay, so kind of within the same um, same lines of that kind of grainy 62 MAS photo that's been circulating. Uh, I just I came upon a forum thread uh, about the samurai, and there's okay. another there's another grainy shot, cell phone shot from like a catalog. And I see four new samurai models. No way! Is this, yeah. is this another leak? It's it's kind of like the same thing. It looks like it was taken by the same person. Um, SRPB four nine K one, five one K one, five three K one, and five five K one. Five five K one looks like a like an all black, maybe DLC coded version. So wow, interesting. We, maybe maybe we'll be seeing some even more samurai models coming out. We'll see. We'll yeah. we'll it'll it'll be interesting um to see how that unfolds. I think it's also I'm gonna use this as a, as a segue to kind of talk about my buying experience for this watch. I feel like it's one of those moments where if you're in the U.S. and all the Seiko news is happening and you really want to like make sure you're in a position to have access to these kinds of pieces or at least have a touchstone for the information if you're close to a boutique it's probably time to start establishing a relationship with your near Seiko boutique yeah <laughs> and it's hard because there are only two there's only two man there's one in New York uh, the boutique manager over there is a guy named uh, James Turry who who I thought was Stanley Tucci no it's not Stanley Tucci. <laughs> He's a very nice guy. <laughs> He's supposed to be super nice. Everyone, another nice thing, nice thing to say about the guy. And uh, over here in Miami, I, I I am in Orlando, so Miami is only about a four-hour drive. Over here in Miami is the second Seiko boutique, and um, the boutique manager here is Joe Kirk, who uh, wants to set the record straight that he is not Gary Sinise as we thought he was, or at least I I, I thought he was. Yeah, that was all you. That was all Casim. <laughs> Joe is not Gary Sinise. Don't call him an idiot. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I, we talked about the Blue Lagoon when it was announced, and I had looked at it, and I was, I was thinking about it. I didn't really know too much at the time. Then I started doing a little more research on the samurai. Then I started kind of doing a little more research on how these blues, uh, Blue Lagoon pieces were going to work. Then uh, I saw the price of it, and around that same time. I was kind of positioned to start this new job and I'm like, man, you know what? Let me see if I can let me see if I can make this like my new job watch. Like a like a like yeah, a like a not? congratulations. Yeah, why the fuck why not? I, I, I deserve it. Because I deserve <laughs> it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so um and so I'm like, yeah, let me do this. And so I knew I knew the Seiko boutique was obviously 
the best option because I, at the time, didn't want to drive far. And so I found an AD near me. Uh, I called them. I talked to them and I said, hey, you know, my name is this, blah, blah, blah. I'm calling about this SRP B09K1, the the Seiko Samurai Blue Lagoon is all over the place. You know, I know what? <laughs> what? Exactly. Dude, exactly. <laughs> the guy goes, uh, yeah, okay, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, it's a watch. You guys sell watches? You guys watch? <laughs> we got watches, right? You got blue watches? I want a blue watch, man. We got some blue ones. We got some red ones. What do you want, man? I, I do don't you know want? what it is. <laughs> well, you tell me what you want and I'll send it over to you. You want a red watch? We got no red watch, so don't ask me for red watches. Okay, I don't. I won't ask you for no fucking red watches. Fuck, man. <laughs> You got no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's part of the prospects line. It's a limited edition, and then, and you can you can hear when someone's like shouldering the phone and like writing frantically at the same time. You know what right. I mean? Uh, and, uh-huh. googling. And, and googling. Yeah, and googling. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, okay, yeah. Listen, I wrote all that down. Uh, you know, let me look into it, and I'll give you a call back. I'm like, oh, okay. You really have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, you do you know the internet? At all? Because, <laughs> dude, at the time, everyone was talking about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, give me a call back. You know, I'm sure he's going to Google it. He's going to look it up and be like, oh, of course. I know this. We can totally order this, you know. <laughs> um, I didn't hear from him uh, the next day or the day after. And then I called. I called and got someone else. And they literally said... Yeah, I saw the post-it note. We're not too sure. And I'm like, you're not too sure what? That you can get the watch or that it exists or you <laughs> you don't know what it is? Like a post-it note? He couldn't even like digitally, he couldn't even digitally blow me off. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had to old school blow me off with a fucking post. And I'm sure he put it on a computer monitor that was already chocked, just chicken poxed full of fucking post-it notes. You sure. know what I mean? <laughs> With fucking grocery list and shit, you know, fuck, fuck Kaz's Seiko SRP beers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Fuck Kaz. You know, everyone ignore Kaz's request to find <laughs> this watch. And so, like, I'm panicking because I'm hearing that people are like selling out, and I also really wanted to get the watch early so so you and I could talk about it because I knew that would be really important for TBWS to kind of have that have this watch in our corner. And so uh, um, uh, they're like, okay, yeah, let's look into it some more and we'll call you back. And I'm like, fucking fine, well, you know, whatever. The next day, they actually called me back and they said, yeah, so we looked into it. You know, we called uh, uh, our reps and uh, we can totally get you one. And I'm like, yes, on the second wave. I'm like, what? Yeah, 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 we can get you one on the second wave. Uh, uh, they're completely, completely sold out. Really? And I'm like, no. You just curb stomped my fucking dog to death. Why would you do that? Like, why <laughs> would you... If you had, like, gotten off your fucking tapes three days ago, you know, maybe I could have gotten the watch. I was so, so upset. I'm like, fuck, man. And so they're like, like, yeah, so do you want to reserve for the second wave? And I'm like, no, I'll I'll just eat a bullet now. Let someone else reserve it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just told them no. I'm like, I'm going to pass, man. I just, this, I wanted it... It was one of my few snobbish moments. I wanted it now because I would have been great for the would been great for us to have it soon to get it on the feed and to get a write up for it on the website, which is coming soon. And uh, I would have loved to have had it, you know, to start my job off with. And you know, so like, no, you know, no, I don't, I don't want it. And so I remember I hung up and um, I was outside and I sat down on a bench and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, 
wait a minute. Dude, let me call Joe Kirk in the Seiko boutique. I mean, why the <laughs> fuck why the fuck not? The fuck do I have to lose, man? Why not? Why not? And so uh, I called the boutique and um, I said I said who I was and everything like that. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, um, I know they're all sold out, blah, blah, blah. But can you get me one of these Seiko Blue Lagoon Samurais, the SRPB 09K1s? Like, it would mean the world. Um, uh, Joe wasn't in at the time. But one of his guys there was like, oh, yeah, sure. What's your name? And I'm like, what, I, what do you... Is this a joke? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we can totally get you one. Just, just you nice. know, we, uh, uh, did you want to come in and pay for it? Or if you want, you can pay for it over the phone and we can ship it to you. Or if you want, you can come pick it up. And I'm like, this is so fucking nice. <laughs> so before before you get into this, am I am I hearing correctly? Did you have a positive experience? Um, I actually had a, 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 a initial positive boutique experience. It was so incredible. Because we, we had, you, you shared some, some pretty bad times <laughs> in an earlier episode. Um, I will I will say before the story gets my foot in the door at the Seiko Boutique, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, it was probably the most positive boutique and really just buyer experience you know I've ever had. You know what I mean? Good. I felt I felt accommodated, I felt understood. Um I really felt like even though I was buying like like a five hundred dollar watch in a fucking like room of like five to ten thousand dollar watches I mm-hmm. still felt like I was being listened to and that like this was the most important thing that was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of that's and that's I'm I'm happy that um you know, I've only visited one, but that's mm-hmm. kind of like the feel that Seiko's going for when they're opening these these boutiques. I mean, when when I was when I was in the New York one, the the manager, he had he had an SKX diver on. And, uh, oh, that's so cool! He, he, like he could be wearing anything else, and and that's what he had. So that's but, so uh, cool, man. So did you? So you ordered over the phone? Is that what you did? I ordered over the phone. I paid for it over the phone. Super cool. Um, got the confirmation email, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, uh, so did you want to pick it up, or do you want us to mail it to you?" And I'm like, "I'm like, actually, you know, I'm 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 gonna come in the store and pick it up if that's cool." And they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever you want. You can come pick it up and." you know, uh, hang out in the store and see what's going on, you know, whatever, whatever works best for you. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, w- I would like to pick it up. And so, <laughs> and so I was so convinced that like an hour later, I was going to, I was going to get a call back. Oh, Hey man. Yeah. I didn't realize we are sold out. You know and I was like? I was so ready, but, uh, but no, I mean, in the instance when ADs and so this AD I dealt with has been like a Seiko AD, a very well-established Seiko AD where I live for a long time. And as far as they were concerned, they were sold out of this watch. The second I called the Sega boutique, no issues at all. Like they had them, so I can I guess I can assume the ADs were allotted a certain amount. Sure. But obviously the boutiques had priority and more. Yeah. You know. So um, you know, the day came. Uh, I got in the car. I drove down. Um, it's in the the, the Sega boutique is in uh, in the design district in Miami, and it's um. Swanky, it's kind of swanky. It's under a lot of construction right now. Uh, it's right. Uh, it, actually, I talked about this in the what episode did I, did I we do the spring drive event? It's uh, it's right across from the Rolex boutique. I think you mentioned. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some I was like just that. trying. I was just trying to remember the episode number. Yeah, it's right across from the Rolex boutique. Right across from a cool restaurant. I think it's called. I think the restaurant's called Michaels. So you would like it, Michael. Uh, um, okay, cool. 
Yeah, I'm down. But other, <laughs> other, yeah, right. Other boutiques in the area are like uh, there's the Panama boutique, there's the Cartier fine time pieces. Uh, there's a fucking Omega boutique. Like it's it's it look like swanky. It's swanky and like and like nestled, nestled, nestled really, really kind of comfortably in this sort of like uh, tree lined inner courtyard area is the very cool Seiko boutique. So um, I went there. I walk in and uh, immediately. I see Joe Kirk and he goes and he goes, hey Kaz, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, what's up? And it was just immediately I knew this is going to be awesome. Like this is going to be <laughs> so fucking cool, man. <laughs> you know? And so we hung out. They brought out the watch. We talked about the watch for a while. We walked around the store. At a certain point, we started trying Japanese whiskeys because uh, I was talking to Joe Kirk and he's like, oh man, one of the things that stuck out to me on the episode when you were talking about you were here for the Spring Jam event. Is uh, your experience trying Japanese whiskeys? <laughs> did, so did, did, I don't think I told you off offline or off off the air what happened. So he so basically just, so they just keep just keep it around, right? They just keep it in in the store. Is that just, what they, yeah. <laughs> just, I guess just, in, just the, in the supply closet, right? Dude, just, he also gave me some very nice green tea. You know okay. what I mean? Wow. Un, okay. Un, unsweetened, just how I like it. Really, really cool. Um, we talked about his personal collection. We talked about his personal relationship with Seiko and how, you know, his grandfather had one and how, like, you know, he has his grandfather's watch and, like, he was talking about the first spring drive he ever bought, but he was talking about my whiskey experience last time for the um, at spring drive event. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you were saying you asked the bartender outside who was serving the Japanese whiskey, uh, so I'm not going to tell – I'm not going to have Joe Kirk – I'm not going to tell the story of Joe Kirk telling the story that I told a couple episodes ago. I'm just going to tell the story again. So basically, <laughs> whoa, what I know, there? right? Story, story, storyception, bro. Um, <laughs> oh. Basically, the first time I was there and the Seiko Boutique, it was right after they opened. Um, it was for the Spring Driver event where they brought in this uh, watchmaker and he basically assembled and uh, deassembled um, this uh, Spring Drive movement and it was on this big projection screen and Joe Kirk did a really great presentation on just kind of how the Spring Drive works and the kind of technology and engineering behind it really, really makes it unique. Another aspect of that event was they were having this um, Japanese whiskey tasting. And so I'm like, oh yeah, you know, rock and roll. I've never really, I don't have any experience with Japanese whiskey. You know what I mean? Like I sort of drank Irish whiskeys in, in college, but that was just because I thought I was being ironic. You know what I mean? So I don't really, <laughs> I don't like, I don't have like a relationship with with Japanese whiskey. So I'm pumped to do this. And so I go outside, they have this bar set up outside. It's like very makeshift and they have these bottles. And um, and so I, I tell the guy basically what I just told you. I'm like, oh, I don't really know anything about it. Japanese whiskeys, can you tell me kind of what makes them distinct or maybe kind of of the bottles here, which ones are cool? It's like, oh, just they just taste like Irish whiskey. And I'm like, why, why, the, why the fuck are, why are we here? Why the fuck are we here, dude? Why is this happening? If this shit, if this fucking wet shit just tastes like Irish whiskey. Fuck, dude. You know, and so the Joe Kirk remembered that story. He's like, yeah, I don't know what that guy was talking about. He, he was just he, he was just working, man. It's <laughs> just working, man. Just just doing his job. And so uh, Joe Kirk felt felt very kind of emboldened and empowered to help me on the path to set the record straight in regards to my relationship with Japanese whiskey. And so he said, like, you know, we talked about the first the conversation was very kind of uh, vague and nebulous about Japanese whiskey. 
And then he said, you know, if you're interested, I don't know if you guys are day drinkers. And at that point, my ears perked up. I'm like, oh, you just, you just <laughs> said the math. I'm, I'm, I, I'm working again, so I am a hardcore day drinking, sir. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to ask. He's like, I don't know if you guys are day drinkers because I was there with my, uh, with my fiance. Um, but uh, but uh, I actually have some whiskeys here if you guys want to try them. And I'm just like, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, please. Michael, Michael, at this point, we've already been there for like three hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know, dude, it was crazy. And so he brought them out, and we and we we um we were drinking them, and he was talking about like different characteristics and like sort of what I could look for in local stores around me. And so uh, my fiance wrote some down, and this weekend we're gonna go and pick some up. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get some cool shots of the samurai with a bottle of Japanese whiskey. Oh, I'm that's try fun. To, I'm gonna try to make it work. But the experience was great because I was building relationship with the Seiko boutique at a point in time where Seiko's, I think, focusing a little bit more on the U.S. market and where it's entirely conceivable, especially this close to Basel, that some of these cool Seiko pieces that are coming out, they might only go to the boutiques or they might be easier for you to access at the boutique. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is... If a boutique knows you, you have preference with them and you have priority over someone who will be there for the first time. And obviously, they'll still have a really, really high priority. It's just that that's just sort of how the boutiques, you know, work. I will say my experience at the Seiko Boutique, being a cold walk-in at the Seiko Boutique and being a cold walk-in at the Omega Boutique, where I pretend to be Aziz and Sari... Completely different experience. <laughs> Completely you know different, I mean? but but still still, you know, generally good at both. Correct. Uh, the Omega Boutique. I had fun at the Omega Boutique, but I feel like I felt like I had to pretend. Okay. I mean, obviously, I was pretending to be as easy sorry, but I had to pretend to. Michael, that's the only way I can get into these places. Okay, if I pretend I'm that, if, if I pretend I'm that skinny brown motherfucker. Okay. So he actually is a watch guy, by the way. Is he really? I, God, I've learned. God damn it. Um, if you'd like, I think we should maybe tag him on this uh, show graphic. See if um, we can also get him on the show and figure out who is who. I'm pretty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know who's who. <laughs> Who, who am I talking with, Kaz or Aziz? It's Kaz, dude. Fuck. But one one thing about the uh, the boutiques, you know, and and we we see that Seiko is kind of like taking a new approach um, here in the states, and it's 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 great in in my opinion. But um, you know, this this is a place where presumably you'll you'll pay more for um for the watch, and uh, kind of one thing that's always bugged me. Um, are those people that you know will just flat out say like, well, you know, I could have bought the watch on, uh, you know, Fleabay for two dollars. You know, why'd you pay that much at the at the Seiko boutique? That's like you said. You know, it's it's give and take. You mm-hmm. you um you had a great time here. You know, you and your fiance, and you you had a you had a tasting experience. You you probably had a bunch of great watch watch talk at the same time. And yeah, dude. Uh, you, I, you I know, saw the I saw the Spring Drive prospects. And you know that you you bought from an authentic seller. I mean that that's beyond yes. authentic seller. <laughs> you know, that's yes. that's that's Seiko. Um and I think at this point, um at this early point when Seiko's trying to 
sort of position themselves here in the in the U.S., um, <coughs> it's the right time to try that. It's the right time to maybe pay a little bit more and uh, kind of hang out at the boutique and be almost an early adopter of uh, this this new yes. age of, of Seiko. I think that's a great way of saying it. Being an early adopter uh, and kind of imbibing you know your relationship with the Seiko boutique, I will also say the biggest differences specifically at the you know Omega boutique because that's where I was pretending to be Mr. Ansari. Um, and my experience over in the Seiko boutique is at the Omega boutique, I felt like I was dealing with a salesperson specifically within the luxury market vertical. Okay. You know what I mean? He could have been selling me clothing. He could have been selling me. I mean, he knew about watches. You could tell he liked watches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the conversation always felt like I was at arm's length. Very, very charming. Very, very uh, amiable. But always never really like clicked. Always felt like a salesperson experience. My experience at the Seiko Boutique, and I think this is indicative of both Seiko Boutiques, is both um, James or Jim over in New York and, and Joe Kirk down here in Miami, they fucking love Seiko. They love Seiko. You know what I mean? Right. And well, so they o- love talking about Seiko. O- Omega know? has has recently had to take the uh, take to the trend of of luxurification because I think I think that Omega as a brand is always expected to compete with Rolex of just course. head to head um and you know with with the frequency of Rolex price increases um they can do it whenever they want uh, mm-hmm. Omega is just going to have to blindly not not blindly but they're going to have to follow and everybody else does um and that's 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 one of the things that bugs me about you know Omega recently and the way they have maybe been marketing um you know, something like the Speedmaster, the prices have just gone up immensely. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, but maybe that's why, that's why you got that feel over there. Possibly. But the thing is, at the Seiko Boutique, you don't get the sense that they feel the need to compete with anyone. Yeah, no, because they, they completely exist um, in their own universe. Um, yeah, dude. And that's that's what I love about Seiko. I, you know, b- between your experience, um, you know, picking up the Samurai and my experience... Um, you know, wearing this SKX for so long, I've been trying to figure out what it is that draws um, us to Seiko. You know, because we we get on these talks, and and value is such an important topic to mention, and and price and everything. Is it is it the price point that makes us so drawn to the brand? Is it strictly the price point, or is it something else? I think it's something else because there are plenty of other watches that are in similar prices that I'm not buying. Yeah. I don't I th- own 15 Scoggins. I think so too. I think you know so. What I'm saying? You know, cause I'll stop and think, you know, is, you know, do I really just like these because they're cheap and easy to get sometimes? Um, or is there just something more to the brand that I really enjoy? And, and I think, I think there's way more actually. And, and there's, a there's big way part more. of that is the way the way that you and I have been treated at these at these boutiques. I mean, I didn't even buy anything at the New York mm-hmm. boutique. But um, you know, I spent I spent some good time in there trying on some some crazy stuff. Yeah. So, um it's that's that's really exciting that you got to make that trip and, and buy, it was, buy the watch. It was in, it was incredible. It was the the best boutique experience I've ever had. Best shopping experience I ever had to the point where my next Seiko piece, if I can, 
I'm going to get it through the boutique because I know, like you said, I think I think you put it a really great great way. I think it's probably the time to be an early adopter and yeah. get on, uh, get some sort of relationship with the one of the two close to Sega boutiques yeah. to you. Yeah. Especially, I'm going to use this to segue into the Basel world talk, especially because it is conceivable, just based off of kind of conversations that I've had, it's completely conceivable where some of these Basel Seiko leaks, quote unquote, we're talking about, if they are real, that they're boutique exclusives. Right. Well, what not, the not fuck only are these ADs going to do? These not, ADs who are taking people's money, what yeah. the fuck are they going to do yeah. when a watch comes out and it's a boutique exclusive? Not not only that, you know, if we're this is this is going to be Basel World for Seiko where they have two very strategically positioned boutiques in the US ready to go um and i think i think that they're going to there's going to be some pretty serious volume to what they release uh this year and it's going to go really fast and yeah. the boutique is always going to be this like the best point of contact for you i think in always. most cases you know mm-hmm. otherwise you'll have you know more experiences with authorized dealers that are just like what is it the blue one is it the like it was, it can was, you send it me was the amazon link or complete you know? night and day when i called that ad near me and i said the watch he had no, i'm like i'm like dude is it your first day on earth like what the <laughs> what the fuck man you know well, what I, mean? I mean these these authorized dealers at the same time like Every day they they unlock the doors and and really it's it's all about pushing Rolex and Omega in, in most cases. Mm. You know, that's that's what that's what just generally keeps a lot of these establishments running is sure pushing really expensive watches. So when somebody calls about a, a limited Seiko, it, it kind of I'm I'm sure it throws most uh, sales, <laughs> a, sales a Seiko off. prospects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe you're lucky and you 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 find yourself like a really deep kind of Seiko nerd and that's that'd be awesome but you know like it's it's your time and you know like you said when you called the Seiko boutique it was completely different and it was yeah it was incredible but but, but before we do switch though uh topics I I I I had a blast um Joe Kirk offered to size my bracelet for me okay and so first thing he asked something I hate (laughs) what'd you say something I hate doing (laughs) I think I I like sizing. I like the I like I've sized all my bracelets myself except this one. I like it and, and another watch that was a that different experience. Mm-hmm. But um, but when we were there, um, I was telling him afterwards. You know, uh, my fiance and I we were going to these Japanese gardens that were nearby in uh, Boca Raton. Nearby, it's like an hour away uh, <laughs> in Boca Raton. And um, and Joe, I I, I, I kind of made like an offhand offhand comment. Oh man, it would have been so cool if I could wear the watch. You know, in the gardens. He's like, I can size the bracelet for you if you want. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, is that not a pain in the ass? And he goes, no, dude, it's not a pain in the ass. I can size the first, <laughs> I can size the bracelet if you want. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> and so uh, he asked me what my wrist size was, which always makes me blush. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> what, what, uh, what, what's your wrist size? Wee. Wee. <laughs> and uh so he's sizing my bracelet it's like it's like okay so like you know you know do you uh do you like it tight do you like it loose i'm like oh it's gotta be tight can't be loose gotta be tight like yeah if the watch i will lose my mind if the watch slides you know what i mean flop it like, around yeah it just i can't i can't do it man it's it's like it annoys the shit out of me like i like <laughs> i just want to throw the watch across the room like it personally insulted me 
if it slides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so uh, he sized it once and and he put it on. He's like, how's that? I'm like, oh, tighter. He sized it again, put it on, uh, tighter. I felt like fucking Giles Corey, wherever his name is, in the, in the Crucible. More weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, tighter. More weight. <laughs> and then we got to the point where it was cool, and he did the micro adjustments, and um, he fitted it perfectly. And the whole time, you know, he was talking just, uh, he was talking to me about his process in acquiring the tools he was using to size the bracelet like it was just it was just really really cool like it it's not the typical boutique experience i did not have to pretend like i was something i wasn't or i didn't have to enter the buyer seller relationship i was just a dude in a in a seiko boutique full of other dudes who super super love seiko and and my fiance was there yeah, trying, you know trying to saying? figure out what was trying to trying to figure out what was going on and why why we're being <laughs> driven crazy by these watches. <laughs> no, she had a good time. She had a good time walking around. There's a lot of really cool stuff in there, and and, and um, and it was just uh, it was amazing. I would I I'm looking forward to buying my next Seiko from the uh, Seiko boutique here in Miami. Very cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it could potentially be something released in Basel. I don't know. I I, I think it's going to be important post Basel for us to have a show kind of dissecting and examining specifically, you know, Seiko and um, I guess any other cool. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm like two beers in right now and I'm, I'm getting the burps. Uh, <laughs> Seiko and like what and, and these are IPAs, so like IPAs are like like double beers, right? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Two, two's two's pretty good. Two's pretty good with those goose islands. So goose got goose island made from authentic <laughs> goose's beaks. <laughs> yeah, Basel. I think uh, there's been some more kind of pre-release stuff uh, coming out this past week, um, and I think two of the brands that I, I mentioned that I'm really interested: uh, Horace and Hamilton. Hamilton actually. Um, kind of announced this new chronograph model that they're uh coming out with we talked about yep. it a bit i think it's the intramatic 68 i believe yes i believe so yeah so you have uh, feelings you, you have feelings about this watch i have feelings i think i think it's going to be a great watch it's going to be first of all it's going to be a hot instagram watch <laughs> i'll tell you that much <laughs> it's oh boy um <laughs> So there are two things that I don't like uh, about it. The size, you know, it's kind of expected. It's It's been brought up to uh, 42 millimeters from 36 millimeters, even though I think it would have been super ballsy for Hamilton to just release it at 36 millimeters. I still, I still want a brand to do that. Like I still want, we've talked about the Doxa Sub 300, but yeah. I, I'd still want a brand to come out with a vintage reissue whatever you want to call it and uh just release and say hey yeah it's 36 deal with it <laughs> you know it would be crazy i mean i don't think have i heard of anything so far this good no i don't think so yeah the I think so. the dot you know doxa did it with that that that's anniversary sub but yeah you know, it was i think it was like 42 when it first came out so they they were fine <laughs> um <laughs> but this watch it's it's got the um Kind of like the two register chronograph layout, panda yep. dial, um, pump pushers. Uh, the crown is uh, crown is on the right side, 
I think some of the older models had it on the left. Um, I think that's a restriction on the uh, or due to the movement. But uh, I have also seen some vintage models with the crown on the right side, so that's that's pretty accurate. Um, so mainly, the, it's uh, just it's just the size that you're yeah, that your problem. Yeah, and the, the and the tachymeter scale is like <clears throat> it's also white. I was kind of hoping that the entire dial would be black. And just the uh, subdials white for like a true kind of um, intense panda look. Panda, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hit. And for does it have the uh, price point on there? Yeah, so two thousand one hundred ninety-five. Holy shit, box dude! What? Kind of tough. Kind of tough. I thought but, it was a, you know, <laughs> with with anything with anything, do you like this? You're gonna have a bunch of people that are ordering them blind. And they're gonna get it, and it's gonna be a catch and release, and you're gonna see them on you're gonna see them on Watch Recon or something. I guess like that, that. I guess that's true. I don't know why in my brain I'm like I'm like oh that's gonna be a sweet eight hundred dollar watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm actually I'm I'm not even sure what the uh, what the movement is. Um, if it's a Hamilton, it's probably um, probably an Etta. Uh, I think it's a seventy seven fifty three. Um, but I'm not sure. We can kind of figure that out. Yeah, it's a Valju seventy-seven fifty-three. Valju, my bad. Yep. It's also, I think it's also in the Pan Europe chronograph that they came out with, which is also like a two-register chronograph. So here's the thing: that Pan Europe is fucking thick, it's thick like a Reuben. Is this watch gonna be thick? It's not. Also, by the way, that Pan Europe is a thousand. 945 and you can yep. also you can also find them pretty cheap or cheaper on the used market yeah dude, um, and and the uh, great uh great market you find amazing prices on those things yeah this watch um i'm really I, it doesn't appear that thick at least from the press images that i've seen but um yeah it should be uh it should be exciting to see how it's uh received i think a lot of people are gonna like this one yeah, I saw that uh, announcement today. I'm 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 catching up late with a lot of this Basel stuff because I just <laughs> I just it's just so much. There's only so much you can be bothered with. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I'd yeah. seen specifically something about Hamilton. I'm like, oh shit, okay, I'll look at that. You know? So that's 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 it's interesting. I think it's it's I think it's cool in that it seems to be a trend in that a lot of these brands are kind of doing something, pulling something from the past. And putting it out now, you know what I mean? It's never gonna stop. I mean, it's people people think that the um, you know what's what's old is new again kind of deal is is a phase. Um, I kind of think it's going the way of guitars. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> uh, Fender every year is gonna come out with something new for their American Vintage series, and um, you know, this oh. is some obscure Telecaster that was made for three months in like 1953 and. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, we're, we find this an telecaster was made for Eric Clapton's butler, who was subsequently <laughs> short afterwards. They made maybe fifteen of them, but this year we're doing a reissue for the general market. Oh my! I'll take ten. <laughs> I'll take fucking ten, dude. Are you I, kidding me? <laughs> I, I don't know why the Fender guys in Corona have have that accent though. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 they an fly interesting them in, touch. dude. They fly them in. All right, man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, oh, this this piece is also limited to a thousand nine hundred and sixty eight 
pieces. So oh, I guess okay. for, I didn't, for I didn't realize that, That's funny. Yeah. I didn't realize that was limited. That's actually okay. Yeah. Two thousand bucks. That's that's not bad. It's kind of steep, man. I mean, it is steep. Oh, he, okay. He, here I am being an asshole. I just paid five hundred bucks for a, a limited edition watch. <laughs> Two thousand. That's a steal. Wow, Casting, your brain really don't work no good, man. It's you know kind of I mean? it's kind of steep when I when I you know put it head to head with something like uh, you know what you'd see with a used Omega Speedmaster uh, thirty five seventy you know fifty. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. You're you're in used three seven five zero territory. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, I think you have to really like the uh, the old Hamilton look. Uh, I know, I know some of the. Um, I, th- I think one of the guys that founded Worn and Wound has like a has like a real vintage one, and it's it's been pretty popular on on their feed. So yeah, if if you're into if you're into that kind of look and you you want something limited and you like Hamilton, you know this it's a great choice, you know, and you don't have to worry about vintage. It's, it's new. I would have liked to maybe see them like cut the limited release in half and do just like a true Panda. So white dial, black, black subs, and then the reverse black dial, white subs. That would have been gnarly. And I don't think like multiple limited edition lines. Yeah. Yeah. So half of right. the <clears throat> 1968 would be, white dial and the other half black dial interesting yeah i mean but we'll it, see it'll be cool to kind of see some like hands-ons with the actual yes kitty can i help you sweetie kitty no sorry <laughs> my cat cat really needs to get my attention right now sweetie, unless you're on fire i really can't help you right now okay spit in his eye <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was awful that was a bad that was a bad episode man that was tough <laughs> god but um I, 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 I am interested to see like a hands-on video of it and everything like that because I don't know, Hamilton's one of those Hamilton's one of those brands I always want to like get into but something always ends up like superseding it on yeah. my short list you know what I mean yeah yeah my cat is literally chasing its tail so if you can hear a weird sound I hear <laughs> I hear that I hear the jingle we hear the jingle yeah, every once in a while it's cute cat, it's that's cute. my cat chasing her tail sweetie can you do that like under the bed somewhere or <laughs> no all right have you been kind of have you so you're you're still catching up on the news have you seen anything else that you like or that i you... would like to talk about the one thing we know for sure that seiko is doing those enamel dials <laughs> yeah those i mean they're supposed to be completely non-limited and um they're kind of cool looking yeah they are they are a really fancy sort of dial layouts and yes. uh you know, it's fitting with the enamel. It's it's really. I I don't think I would, I would get one, but um, it's it's the Presage line, right? It's considered the Presage model. Yes, these are these are a part of the Presage line. Well, the price point is great for them, for my what my understanding is, and it's something. Looking at pictures online, I fear people won't see the draw. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. But if you were to see the piece in person and have it in your hand and you'd be like, fuck, this thing is how much? Dude, box this up. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have a but chronograph, the thing- they have a time-only model, and they have one that's kind of like a tonneau-shaped case. The chronograph is uh, 1,300 euros. Yeah, that's, so that's... That's, that's pretty what? amazing. How much How much is that in, in U.S. dollars? I'm really uh, bad at it. I don't know. 
how much is so wait it's one one euro is like a dollar dollar thirty so it's like <laughs> I'm not a mathematician <laughs> don't don't laugh at me dude I think I think it's like eight hundred eight or nine hundred bucks it'll be right now it's one thousand three hundred seventy nine dollars for that oh shit card. I did I, I did my math really wrong <laughs> thanks Google thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be, it'll be like seventy five dollars. Be a seventy five dollar watch. You get that in Scoggin. That's two Scoggins. That's two. That's two Scoggin mentions this episode. Why am I mentioning Scoggin so much? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that brand, and I don't know anything about the Presage uh, collection. I wish I knew more. Well, we were talking about this in the boutique actually, um, specifically in regards to these enamel dials. Um, by we I mean Joe Kirk and and, and myself and uh, and my fiance. She was in there. She was she was she was really contributing a lot to the conversation. <laughs> she was really getting in the mix, you know. Right. Okay. Um, the sense that we're starting to get is that you know you've seen that you know Astron is its own thing, Prospects is its own thing, uh, you know Grand Seiko is its own thing. These are all very distinct with their own logos. Even like the the Seiko Gallant uh, uh, pieces are their own thing. They have their own logos. Um, they're going to start focusing more, I think, on trying to make Presage its own thing. So I think they're going to start putting like the word Presage on the dial yeah. and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's on, it's on the dial. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, so it's something where the gap in knowledge is not is not unheard of. But I think after Basel and you know in subsequent months afterwards, I think that will be remedied. I think people will have a better idea of. How, like where the presage line is in regards to Seiko's other lines. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, good to know. The, the line super fascinates me just in regards to those Arushi dials, you know? Yeah, and um, I mean, the process with the enamel, I'm not exactly sure what goes behind it, but, um, you know. I'm not sure either, but I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm going to say, Eric Strickland, <laughs> if you're listening... <laughs> And you understand or know about the process behind the enamel dials. If you have any insight on that, that was as thoughtful and helpful as your insight on the Arushi dials. Super let us know, man. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're a fountain of knowledge and your words are always welcome here. Because so. it has to be adopted for, for you know the kind of mass production that Seiko is known for um, if they're keeping right. it unlimited. Right. So It'll be interesting. I... I I'm strangely drawn to that sort of tonneau shape, that like oblong rectangle shape. Yeah, you you like those, man. You're I, I, I'm you're way you're you're way braver than I am. I, I don't <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about square watches and like tonneau shapes and stuff like that. But the, I, oh, that one man. does look cool. The the don't get me started on the Nomos Tetra, man, and the fucking <laughs> Slava Medical. Don't get me started on the Slava Medical, Michael. <laughs> yeah, we have to do an episode in the future of the ones that got away. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's and actually gonna talk, be a, that's gonna be a fun episode. Yeah, that's I really... will talk to you, Michael, for four and a half fucking hours about the Slava Medical, <laughs> the ones that got away. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, I think you know, for Basel World, I'm I'm excited for Oris. I I really like the the limited um, limited edition Aquas hammerhead. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. I I recently just learned about the Aqua's existence from... Oh, God, I'm so sorry, dude. BRH watches? BHR watches? You know what I'm talking about. Ben. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think his name is Ben. I have no idea. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm not remembering anything right now. He (laughs) recently got one. And I think he got... um, I think he got the 43 millimeter one. 
Yeah, I you think. Know what I mean, I think they're. I think they're only forty-three for the Aquas models. There's which, also a forty millimeter, which is oh, like really? not. Which is yeah, I, I want that one, but okay. apparently it's hard to find. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for Oris. Uh, they've. Mm-hmm. They've. Um, they have some really cool offerings uh, at really good price points. I think. I think they totally undercharge uh, for for what they put together. Personally. Um, God damn it! What was that, dude? <laughs> um, but yeah, the the um, the Aquas line looks pretty cool, and I want to see what what else they do with the uh, Diver sixty five. I love how you totally did not answer my question. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my ring. It f- just fell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 completely blew past my question hey dude I'm not retarded I fucking asked you a question I got it <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I like I said I just learned about that watch recently and I I think there's something so utilitarian but at the same time really aesthetically pleasing about the watch mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean um, just seeing BRH or BHR I can't, I'm so sorry dude. BRH watches uh, pictures of it <laughs> And then I saw, so what are they doing for Basel? Are they doing like a different one? Or is this is this going to be one that's made of carbon fiber? How many carbon fiber watches are we talking about here, Michael? I, th- I, I don't know if they'll come out with a carbon fiber one. Although I am calling it <laughs> carbon. Uh, carbon composites of some sort are going to be pretty popular this year. Yeah. Um, but, and flying um, tourbillons. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we need to get a flying tourbillon counter. At least... At least fifty-seven tourbillons in one watch. I'm expecting from from uh, Richard Meal, of course. I want I want Richard Meal to to make a watch that makes it look like it has fucking tourbillon herpes. Okay, dude. I, I just want I just want a large tourbillon. So you remember that three D printed tourbillon that that somebody put together? Hell I just yeah, want dude. I just want that with a strap on it. I don't even want it to tell the time. <laughs> Give I me, want it to look like a planetarium. <laughs> give me, give me that, <laughs> and then charge five hundred thousand for it, and then we'll, we'll we'll be good. You'll steal, you'll steal the show. Um, <laughs> speaking of stealing the show, uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, I think the brand that, in my opinion, just murdered um, was in when they came out with the. Uh, Oh shit! The, that's right. The nine one zero split second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you were you were so happy. Oh man, that <laughs> as 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 Nick would say, that's that's a spicy watch. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they do this year. But other other than you know that that kind of handful of brands, you know, Rolex of course mm-hmm. is always fun to. We mentioned we mentioned Nomos last episode. I think. That yeah. deserves another mention. I'm interested to see what they do. I'm interested to see what happens with Tudor. Um, yeah. Just in regards, I know we talked, uh, there have been rumors about the Pelagos GMT. Um, Oof. Yeah. That, know, that, would, right? that would steal the show. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be pretty crazy. What I would love to see um, is maybe, is, and I, I was reading the comments, on, I was reading the comments somewhere, and someone had mentioned like, like it was like, pure, it looked like pure, pure internet like just attitude like i'd rather see a north flag gmt i'm like yeah so so would i so would i dude that would be awesome yeah it's a cool watch that's that's kind of generally forgotten uh, i I know after its release 
I think that's a suit. I, I, I love the North flag and I love the, um, what's it, the Ranger Ranger. Yep. I think those are such cool watches. Like if you're into like those, um, old school, sort of like uh, Omega Seamaster 30, sort of like rugged, almost not field, but like, but like sort of field watches, but not really like mm-hmm. very simple, very legible kind of just go with you anywhere pieces. Like those pieces are where it's at. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and 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 in terms of collectability, that the North Flag is actually the first watch um, that Tudor announced with the new in-house movement. So, really? kind of when you when you look at the watches that are just insanely collectible today, it's because they were kind of oddballs in the past, and people didn't pay attention to them. And I, I kind of see that happening with the North Flag personally. I, it's you can't deny it that it's it is sort of a forgotten watch. Oh yeah. Um and, and just the fact that it was it was the first one announced with the in-house tutor movement, that's that's gonna up its collectability. Um Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know it was that that was the first in-house tutor caliber. Um yeah, much, they they, much, they kind of announced those watches that? Uh, secondhand. Um, you know, the North Flag, I'm not sure. I'm thinking somewhere around Black Bay territory, you know, Absolutely. maybe used used uh in-house Black Bay territory, but I I could so be like, totally like, wrong. So like 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 two thousand ish bucks. Yeah, yeah, definitely north of that. Fuck that! I'm just buying a Narushi dial. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, and also Omega. It's the sixtieth anniversary of the fifty-seven Speedmaster. So we, I think, we can expect at least mm, two hundred anniversary models of the Speedmaster <laughs> to be announced. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get a dark side of the moon. The light side of the moon, the slightly off gray side of the moon, um, and then the blue you know, moon. The blue moon. <laughs> what? What else? What else? I don't know. So, and that's that's gonna be Basel, I think. Um, at least the stuff that I'm following. I don't know, I'm trying to think of any other brands that I would be interested in paying attention to so 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 forgive my ignorance because i i like i said i i mean you, I, I know michael would talk about this and you think i'm joking but i i don't know anything about watches um <laughs> is uh is a is is a brand like squala would they be at basel or no yeah yeah i think they would be i'm Are not sure anything? i I'm, I'm really not sure it's um i don't think they're even if they were um it's not like they're super followed or anything uh, for for those kinds of shows, but I, yeah. it's it's so many people with um, exhibits, like even even people that make tooling and stuff and hardware uh, are exhibiting. Like there are whole floors just dedicated to, you know, strap makers. I think. Wow. So it's, um, it's it's a possibility. <laughs> you know, no, like you said, Nomos should be exciting if they did something totally wild like an annual calendar or a chronograph or something um yeah i, I mean I would, it, it, I lose it, my I'm, mind what'd you say i would lose my mind <laughs> oh yeah i yeah i i i'm sad that we are not able to go this year but i think it's okay i i yeah. would like to try and go as press next year if that's possible yeah i think that would be fun to kind of also maybe focus on brands that are there that people don't really necessarily hear about. Yeah. You know? I, I think sick. I think also maybe Longine uh, might come out with some cool stuff. I know they came out with a, 
uh, announced a couple models recently pre-Basel that are look like pretty nice uh, vintage re-editions. Um, so if they come out with something, uh, maybe another mono pusher uh, pulse pulse meter kind of thing, that'd be sweet. Uh, <laughs> ones, that, ones that got away, huh? <laughs> ones that got away, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, those those are those are my brands, you know. And uh, <clears throat> you know, of course, I'm going to be paying attention to Rolex because you know I I like to watch from from afar, um, right? But um, the thing is, so so I don't want to end the segment talking about Longines or Rolex. Let's bring it back to to the hell was that? Sorry, that was a weird noise I just heard. Let's bring it back to Seiko. I mean, the sixty-two Moss Leak. You were just talking about some some possible more samurais they might be doing as well. Yeah, I mean, kind of just kind of just in <laughs> the uh, you know during our discussion, I was trying to look up more in the flesh photos of the uh, samurai to look for those those all brush surfaces you were talking about. And I came, I came upon a thread that had a leak leak ish looking photo, you know, really similar to the one of the 62 MAS. Um, and yeah, it was a bunch of bunch of samurai kind of models. And that, Mm. that happens, you know, that happens when the, the new SRP models came out. Um, it was just like a grainy cell phone shot from like a magazine that showed the, all the new, you know, turtle models and stuff like that. And then uh, Seiko just announced them and, you know, they were well, they were a thing all of a sudden. That's interesting. We'll see what happens. You yeah. Know, we'll see what happens with that. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this whole 62 Moss thing. What, because we, we talked about it. I can't remember, Michael, if you and I talked about it on air or off air. I always talked about it with Joe or Kirk. But it's extremely troubling. And bringing it also back to the idea of building a relationship with the boutique, it's extremely troubling that so many ADs, just based off these Basel leaks, are taking people's monies for pre-order. Yeah. And, um, you know... They don't even know, A, how many actual watches are coming of the 62 Moss Limited Edition. Or B, if they're even going to ADs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's 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 kind of weird and uh, really disappointing. Um, yeah, man. You know, maybe they're not certain what they're uh, creating the pre-orders for. If they're doing the limited models or the non-limited editions, um, mm. but uh, yeah, if if you know, if in some cases Seiko USA doesn't know, then how the heck do they know? Exactly. Uh, it's just it's just after my experience with the Samurai Blue Lagoon calling an AD and then basically having no idea what I was talking about and then B telling me it was sold out and then literally that's like second calling the boutique and them saying, yeah, sure, we can do it. In my brain, I feel like it's a sign that being an early adopter to the Sega boutique makes sense because it's possible that some of these really cool things we see leaks for, you can only get at the boutique. And that's not to say you have to walk into the boutique. I'm pretty sure they mail stuff out. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, one of one of the popular boutique exclusives from the past was um, kind of a lineup of Marine Masters. I know there there was like a tuna can version and and like an SBDX kind of Marine Master model that w- had these 
these uh, rose gold elements to them. I don't know the reference right. numbers. Um, right, right, right. But I know those were strictly boutique exclusives uh, at the time when, you know, it was just the New York boutique. Uh, and, you know, you can you can buy them secondhand, uh, and that's pretty much it. You know, your, mm-hmm. your only options. Um, but it is, it is going to be fun to see how they, um, how they kind of push these boutique exclusives now that they have once again, strategically placed, um, these two boutiques, uh, in the U S yeah. now. I, I, like I said before, for this whole Basel thing, all I'm really going to be paying attention to is Seiko. I suspect Oh yeah. when we, I, when we I do mean, our post Basel episode, that's what we're going to be talking about the most. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And once again, I don't think uh, I don't think it's because Seiko is what you would call a TBWS brand because of its price. I just think um, I think the closest thing to a TBSW brand is Briketta. <laughs> of yeah, forty years ago, not Riketta now. Riketta yeah. forty years ago. Yeah, I I think um, it's. I think I've grown as a collector with Seiko and that's that's part of the reason that I've that I find myself so drawn to the brand. I don't think it has anything to do with with the price. Um you know that's that's just icing on the cake as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But um what I want to do also is I, I let's let's start wrapping this up but let's let's pose the question like if you are a Seiko fan, do you like Seiko because of the price, or do you think there's some kind of other quality that's difficult to articulate? Me personally, I think that there's something about the design aesthetic which speaks to people in a way they might not realize positively. Because um, I'm really of the mind that when something has a lot of attention put into it like really like actually a lot of like mental effort put into every aspect of it that it resonates with people the first time i was in the seiko boutique i was talking to joe kirk just about the japanese watch seiko design aesthetic and he's kind of we talked a little bit about the idea and i, I think i said this on the original episode as well that people the, the a lot of these seiko pieces a lot of these really special ones they're designed off of sort of the Japanese respect and relationship with their home, with their country, specifically with nature there. And that's a lot of really personal energy you're putting into the design of something. And even if you don't necessarily understand the impetus behind the design of the piece, if something's designed well, I think it really clicks with people. You know what I mean? And when when you find that kind of inspiration, you know, behind the designs, you realize that there's almost... There's almost nothing like it. Like there's nothing. I don't think there's anything comparable to a Grand Seiko or something like a Creedor. Uh, there's just there's nothing no. like it. E- even like a Prospects, like just Tuna Marine Master. There's nothing like it. And, and I think I don't know. I think that's really cool. Because um, I would I would also pose. Let's say, let's say you know a Swiss watch was made to reflect the actual relationship of that watchmaker with their country. Mm-hmm. What the fuck would that watch, that watch would that watch doesn't exist. It would you be, the, I mean? it would be the mundane stop to go. Uh, that's kind of modeled <laughs> off the, the railway clocks. I, I always, th- I always thought that was pretty cool. I always thought that was kind of like a, a nice, uh, sort of 
you know, watch that was inspired by that that tiny bit of Swiss pride. That's um, cool. That had, that's that, more that like had modern, nothing to that's, do. That's more of like a modern thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just that was probably one of the cooler conversations that I had with Joe the first time I was there, just kind of talking about that. And like when I thought about it, I'm like, oh shit, like I can I can totally see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The idea that you know, especially like like, like the the back of so many of these dive watches, it's the it's it's that wave. It's that great wave, I think. You oh, know God, I, mean? I love it. I love it. Sometimes I just take the SKX off and just look at it. <laughs> Dude, sometimes, it's so, cool. so I, since I wear my dive watches so tight, when I take it off, the wave is imprinted on my body like a brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's, it should be. <laughs> it's fucking sick, dude. But it's just, it's so I want to pose that question, I guess, to the listeners. Like, what is it about Seiko that attracts you to Seiko? If it's something you've never thought about, it's something that's important to think about. Because as a collector, you should really be uh, informed with how you interact with your collection. You know, you shouldn't do something blindly. It's the same idea of... Um, you shouldn't just snack blindly. You shouldn't just eat chips. Just eat chips, 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 chips. That's just you eating blindly. You should be a bit more methodical about how you eat, sort of how you also collect. You know what I mean? The person that just takes random pot shots at like fancy watches because they look fancy is the same person that's eating potato chips off the stomach on the couch. Don't eat chips off your stomach on the couch. I, I did that. I did that uh, this week actually, and I got some. <laughs> I got some crumbs in between the case and the bezel, so you don't want to do that. That's oh, a lie. No. That's a lie. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so, well, overall, then we're we are, you know, we're excited about Basel. We're excited yeah. about some stuff, but really excited about Seiko. <clears throat> yeah, that's basically the headline. And so, leading up to that, because I think we're gonna start hearing some stuff from them soon, because Basel is close. You know, chime in because we want to dedicate an episode to this in the future. Just the allure of Seiko, and I can honestly seeing it being a multi-part episode. Yeah, or just a topic we return to a lot, but I think it's really important as collectors and as a lot of us are Seiko maniacs. Michael, as you are a self-professed, recently self-professed Seiko maniac, it's important <laughs> to explore that. So yeah. definitely chime in in the comments on the show, or you can email us tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, that's tbws.contact at gmail.com. If you emailed us and we responded and you responded, and you're waiting for us, or if you emailed us and we haven't responded, please be super, super patient, because <laughs> it's just Michael and I going through the emails one by one, <laughs> and so um, we really try and do our best to give every single email we get a super thoughtful response, not just a, hey, thanks, send, because that, sh- that irritates the shit out of me, you know what I mean? <laughs> when I write to someone, it's like, hey, you know, blah, 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 this was super cool, I had a great experience, want to say thanks, and they reply, great signature thanks like dude fuck fuck me you know what i mean like like okay i just be okay i just put this fucking thoughtful message and like all the emails we get are super super thoughtful so (laughs) if you have sent us a message and you haven't heard back we totally see it we are just going through emails one by one making sure everyone gets the attention that they deserve because all of our listeners are awesome so please do keep emailing us yeah at tbws.contact at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Instagram if you were uh, finding us on iTunes and um, you had no idea we were on Instagram, which is something we're kind of discovering. People are finding us on iTunes and not knowing that we're that we uh, were born on Instagram. Uh, we are at Two Broke Watch Knobs. Keep an eye out for the website. I'm really hoping to have this damn thing up soon. Um, it's really a matter of me just carving out time when I can to get it finalized. And um, 
hoping it's going to be a great resource for everyone and a great place to read about, you know, watches and dick jokes, because that's basically what it is at this yeah. point. And, and, and to add to that, the, you know, with the emails, I, I also have to say that, you know, John, John Travolta is actually a really bad intern. He, he's, he's just been, <laughs> I don't know if it's working out. He's actually supposed to help with the emails too. I say um, we fired him, dude. He ate all my fucking peanuts. Uh, it's, we, we said, we said three months. It's gotta be three months. Um, <laughs> he, he ate all my expired peanuts, dude. <laughs> for my peanuts. It's, that's a pilot thing, actually. Um, uh, and also should Kaz and I get matching Seiko wave tattoos on our bums oh yes I would Michael I would hardcore get my fucking rumped tattooed with the Seiko wave I just got a a death stare from the wife (laughs) dude you say this shit when she's not in the room man (laughs) or you text it to me (laughs) silently text dude yeah I would dude hashtag Hashtag, what the hell would a hashtag be for that? Hashtag, I don't know. Matching Seiko tattoos. <laughs> Matching Seiko tattoos? A uh, 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 butt wave? Hashtag butt wave. There I'll take go. that. Hashtag butt wave. Oh, and uh, yeah, we can we can leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it. <laughs> ready, ready to sign off? Um, trying to think if I missed anything. Um, no, yeah. Leave us comments, email us, definitely hit us up. All you guys are awesome. It's absolutely amazing. And we were looking forward to learning about these Basel, uh, you know, news stories as they break. But uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start the sign off. Should I just jump into it? Go for it. All right. This is Kaz. This is Mike. And we're Two Broke Watch Knobs. See ya.